Welcome to the You Can Be Unstoppable podcast. My name is Ewelina Szczeplewska, your host and certified hypnotherapist. In this podcast, I will share with you how to tap into the power of your subconscious mind. I intend to share with you how learning how to use the power of your subconscious mind can help you to create a successful and abundant life with ease, how to connect with yourself while fostering a healthy relationship with your body and mind. Tapping into the power of the subconscious mind will help you to learn how to manage your emotions, become more resilient and present in all of your relationships. Self-love and self-worth are the keys to the kingdom of success and abundance, to happy and healthy life on your terms. Welcome everyone to another episode, You Can Be Unstoppable, and my guest today is Lois Hoyles, and she's a shame, guilt educator and counselor and filmmaker, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here, and thank you for your invitation. Glad to have you as my guest and discuss guilt and shame or guilt shame, because I know that you are putting them together and that's together. what we're going to be talking today that you're bringing a new concept to the table and talking about guilt and shame as the same thing or two sides of the same coin is that right that's correct that's correct and therefore we don't get split with it because our mind goes to shame and they say shame is bad and guilt is good because we need guilt to be moral and we are moral mm. we have a right consciousness and we don't need the baggage of guilt to analyze what we have done so our mind goes that's bad and this is good so how we're trying to separate it when it's the same energy so it really causes us to not be able to tackle it Mm-hmm. And it's a hard thing to begin with. Yeah, it is because even if we're talking them about them as separate or together, they're both a very powerful negative emotion yes. on a lower scale of vibrations that, that can cause severe damage to our mental health. Because I know that you talk about that they can lead to depression, anxiety, basically block us from experiencing love and joy and happiness. So can you talk more about that? Yes. Well, we have the love energy. And love gives us many beautiful emotions. Love gives us happiness, joy, confidence. Mm. We are smart. We're intuitive. We're compassionate. We're intuitive. We eat the right foods. We don't, you know, condemn ourselves. And life is good. Life is good. Then on the other side, we have negative emotions. 
we have negative shame guilt energy and negative shame guilt energy gives us depression and anxiety worry we're not good enough anger always second guessing ourselves in confusion gives us the wrong health signals so I am here to say shame guilt is an energy that comes into us by the words that we say to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really can't do that. I'm not good enough. I'm not as smart as my friend Sally, or I'm not as good as my, you know, mentor or whatever words we give to ourselves, which are constant. So we shame ourselves, which is worse than other people shaming us because it comes in our own voice. Oh, we're terrible to ourselves. I know the the, the self talk that most people engage, and you wouldn't say that to your worst enemy. Yet we say that. But to you ourselves. say it to yourself, of course, because we're trained that way. That's why I made my film. I'm good, because mm. if you say my film, you got to say I'm good. So that was my little trick to get us to say I'm good. I'm good, because we hear so much negativity from ourselves, and people say to us. You stupid jerk. Why did you do that? Well, Mm. that energy of those words came to us. So with the new perspective, we can understand our enemy. And that's why I call myself an educator, because we were given the wrong information. It isn't. Yeah. And I think sort of too, but (laughs) bump into you. We think that I've heard people saying, you know, like, oh, you jerk or something why did you do that? And people say, oh, I'm only joking. I'm not taking this seriously. But they don't understand that the brain doesn't understand joke. It takes everything literally. Everything that we say, it takes it literally. Yes. And that's a brilliant thing to bring up because I believe, I think 99% of all jokes are shaming. If you really think about it, oh, it's just a joke. And they're denying you your feelings and they're throwing more shame on you. Mm. Oh, you didn't get the joke. I did get the joke and I don't like the joke. Mm. And I never liked comedians because that's all shaming. If you really want to think of the of comedians and the joke as a shame guilt experience, you get another experience of it. And you go, no wonder I don't like that. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't make me laugh. I'm laughing at my own self, and that's not good. So it's teaching us. Jokes are, they, they, they are not helpful. It's a way of joking you, but putting more shame on it so you don't get it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's an interesting perspective, yes. Um... So it's shame guilt everywhere. And that's what we have to learn is that it's in our music, in our government, in our society, in our upbringing, our teachers, our mothers, our fathers. They're not bad people. It's just that we were taught that way because our parents were taught that way. Our, and our culture supports it. Yeah, I, I call this uh, social domestication because we learn all of this by observing from the day yes. we were born. And even when we are still in mother's in utero in, yeah, yeah was, you already start learning especially in the third trimester so it's so important to be very mindful of the words that we are that's using a, because that's a great word to use mindful and that's my job is to say hello mm-hmm. 
look at this and we are going to have this talk now and you make it interesting. However, next week you'll forget about it because it's in the consciousness. So that's why I have books and films and that you got to keep on at it because you're deluge with more shame guilt processes than you have ammunition against it. But the more you you live a life that you're, I have blind, you know, what am I saying? That shame guilt. You have to analyze things because it's bombarded all the time. And the beauty of not having shame guilt makes you so powerful and feeling so wonderful. The, the payoff is awesome. What brings to mind is to having is to regaining that personal power and knowing who you are and tackling all those limiting beliefs and stories that we tell ourselves and not worried or about being bothered and, and taking personally what anyone say and knowing one's boundaries. Because I was someone who used to engage in people pleasing and I was very concerned about what someone else may think about me. But as I recovered my personal power, I don't really care anymore about, and especially being in a public eye, you know, you know, building a business, growing a business, there's people saying things to you that <laughs> you just have to be able to just like, whatever, just let it slide. Yeah, just get away from me. But that's that's the first step is being aware of it. And then when we make friends with our inner critic, magic happens. Because our inner critic is so valuable to us as a protector. But your inner critic was taught the same way as you were taught mm. to shame people. So your inner critic went to the shame guilt school. The same as you went to the shame guilt school. Mm -hmm. So once you understand that shame guilt is not necessary, it can only hurt you. Then your inner critic can be taught by you the same thing that you have just learned. And so your inner critic wants to be protective of you, but he only has one thing in his mind or in his toolbox, the shame guilt energy. He doesn't know how to be loving. So then how do you switch the narrative how do you make the inner critic your best friend and your cheerleader and and deal with whatever is going on in your subconscious mind that you know you've learned and brought you up today to right. today and and we don't make him do it he comes like you have free will you can say oh i accept what she's saying or i don't mm -hmm. so the inner critic is going to do the same thing Okay. And you can't say you've got to do this because that is how you fell down. You can't do that to him, mm -hmm. him or her, because right. they are an actual entity within you, as well as your inner kids, kids, and so forth and so on. So we say hi. Like when we first met, hi, how yeah. are you? And they probably will say, no, I don't talk to you because you're too stupid. <laughs> But that's, that's normal. Powerful. That's normal. Yeah, that's powerful because I've, I've had clients when I ask them to talk to the inner child, to the younger version of themselves that they felt like that failed because of what happened to them. And I always ask them, like, talk to that inner child regularly, check what is that you need. 
what can I do to satisfy all those needs and desires that you have rather than sabotage ourselves by doing the complete opposite? Exactly. So the inner critic is the same, but the inner critic is very, is negative, not very negative, is negative. So the inner critic is living in the timeline when you were two and three, like my inner critic was in 1950. 1960. I, as an adult, am living in 2022. So we have to tell him, times have changed. Can you come and be with me in 2022 and not in 1950? No one told him or her that you are now an adult. He still feels you are a child. Isn't that interesting? That is powerful because that kind of reminds me about a session I just had a few days ago with a client around guilt. Uh Uh, So it was a guilt and self-doubt for her. And this part of her that created that guilt and and there was a pattern of behavior in her life appeared when she was six. Okay. And then I had other client who had troubles with controlling her life. So she wanted to tightly control everything her part came into life when she was three and that part of her still thought today, so she's 32, the part still thought that she's free and it was absolutely ruining her life because she was completely lost in herself because her conscious and subconscious were in completely opposite directions. directions. Part thinking, so imagine a 32-year-old woman having a tantrums of a three-year-old, emotional tantrums of a three-year-old. No wonder she felt lost. Right. And that's powerful when you understand this and you get to the bottom of it. Yes. Now, what I add to that is that the person feeling the guilt, feeling the shame, can actually see it. And you can actually say, no, you're actually taking the shame guilt or the shame guilt's coming from the person out. They can say no. So you can teach them to say no. Don't accept that shame guilt. And it has to go because shame guilt dissolves in detection. That is true, yeah, because shame lives in the darkness. It lives in the dark. Mm -hmm. Because, and light is knowledge. So when Mm -hmm. you're talking with our uh, our inner children, we're shedding light. And then the light shows the darkness. And then the darkness has to leave. That's why it works. Mm. Yeah, well, I call this self-awareness. So, you know, I always say, like, you can't fix what you don't understand. So when you're aware, where did you acquire that pattern? And you know what's on, then you, 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 you're shown a light on that shadows that were, you know, haunting you for years and you didn't know because we are a walking habit you know we've created this and then we become so habitual in the way we think and the way we do things that we don't even know that we're doing it it's all unconscious now the inner critic is very very important because the inner critic is our shame guilt producer Mm. okay so no matter how much work you do how much healing you do how much meditation you do if your shame, guilt, inner critic is still throwing shame at you, you're never going to rise above it. So yeah. the, the inner critic is so vitally important 
because he is the CEO of your personality. And it takes a little time to make friends with your inner critic. How do you do it? Well, I am now, you know, 50 years old, and I've learned a lot about Shane Gill. Mm-hmm. I've been studying Lois's work, and I know that it's not the best way to live. And I would, I am changing my life. So I am changing my life. So therefore, you can change your life too. You don't have to give me shame and guilt because I understand how it works and I understand how it comes to me and how it hurts me. Oh, absolutely. So, and I believe we can all change at any age. Uh, I'm, I'm 78. Yeah, I'm still changing. <laughs> it's the best year. It's the, every year gets better. Exactly. But, yeah. So what my emphasis on my inner critic is called King. He calls himself King. Mm-hmm. And he changed his job from putting shame, guilt, energy on me. But he's got a bigger job and he has a vacation because he don't have to babysit me 24 hours, seven days a week. He flies around and finds a beautiful, loving podcast people like you. Mm. So that's Ooh. his job. That's we'll just his job. say that um, a lot of people are actually really afraid to face the inner voice. Well, that's okay. Eventually, they will. Um, again, I have a film on that. Uh, I'm um, out of discord into harmony. I talk to all my emotions and the inner critic, and so forth. And we all make friends with each other. Of course, it didn't happen overnight. But I got tired of talking to therapists about my emotions. I decided to talk to them. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Because emotions are there for a reason, and running away from them is not helpful. We actually have to face them, feel them, express them, and let and them go. And they want to meet us, and they want to meet us as well. So once our inner critic understands about the shame guilt, that it doesn't help him or her, and it doesn't help us, he gets rid of it. Mm-hmm. But he has to come to that own decision himself. And your life just totally changed because you are always fighting yourself unconsciously and then consciously. You're always in it. We don't always think it is, but we are always in a war. Can you imagine if you had all that energy of not fighting mm. and being productive or just being happy? Oh, absolutely, because okay. we, we use so much energy maintaining those unhelpful patterns uh, on a daily basis that it's ridiculous. It, it, of course it is, but we have to know that it is possible. And that's my, my passion, is to bring forth that shame guilt is a negative energy. Some people call it a leech. Some people call it an evil wizard that messes with my mind some people call it an invader you can name it anything you want but shame guilt is a thing that affects us and if it's outside of us we can say no what would you say to someone who doesn't know like they're struggling with shame, girl. They're struggling, but they don't really know. How, what would they have to do? What would be the best approach for them to detect that this is where they are struggling? 
Well, it's it's kind of like our mind seeks the truth. And sometimes when you just hear a few words, it just clicks. And sometimes it's longer for people and sometimes it isn't. But eventually you under, you can understand it. And I use the analogy of a computer virus. Mm-hmm. Because everybody knows what a computer virus can do to their computer. They definitely know that when a computer, which they can't see, comes in and it just, you know, wipes out their computer, they lose their this, they lose that. So it's just bad. There's nothing good about a computer virus. So I say that shame guilt is that same kind of energy, not a computer virus, but it's an energy that's not human and then it comes into you by your words and other people's words and it messes up your nervous system your brain doesn't work as well you get confused you get tired your emotions turn from positive to negative compassion turns to depression intuition turns to anxiety passion turns to anger so everything goes negative because of the negative energy. And then what do you need? You need a virus removal program or a shame guilt removal program. I mean, you really just have to get it out. And that's the best analogy that I've come up with. And people can always listen to my podcast because we have been so taught the shame guilt way that you're going to have to listen to a couple podcasts to to get it. Mm-hmm. Your, your mind will definitely get it, but you have this big clump of shame, guilt, knowledge. And then you have this information coming in. And it's like, I don't understand that, you know. And I agree, you should be skeptical. You have to make up your own mind. Yeah, and you know when we hear info. Yeah, when we hear the information, we are human. We have free choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we you know hear information, we delete, distort, and generalize the information based upon what we've learned, heard in our beliefs and stories. So when we're learning new things, we sometimes need to hear things over and over and over before we actually like, hmm, I I think I get it now. (laughs) Can you tell me what? Um, has led you to become shame guilt researcher educator or filmmaker what has happened in your life when you're like hmm i think this is a good idea <laughs> that's a loaded question well, well only say as much as you are comfortable with. Yeah. no no it, no it's great it's a perfect question because it wasn't like i you know like 30 40 said oh i want to be a shame guilt educator i didn't even know that those words existed because mm. I never thought about shame. And that was my problem. Because I was so loaded with shame, I couldn't see it. Mm. In my 50s, 40s, 50s, I started to lie down being very depressed, anxious, and very ill physically. And that was because of a very abusive childhood, which I never really addressed. Mm-hmm. Because I was very active. You know how we are in the 20s and 30s and yeah. doing it world and uh, I thought that was great (laughs) however my emotions 
took over me mm-hmm. and I felt extremely guilt ridden and depressed. I mean, I, there was times I couldn't even get out of bed. I was so depressed and it had no reason logically because I was very successful as a nurse. I created the first hemo kidney hemodialysis unit in the country and did many speaking engagements and wrote manuals and I was very well known. And here I am lying in bed from depression, which makes no sense at all. And in one of the therapy sessions, group sessions, someone came to me and said, Lois, what do you do about shame? And I went, hmm, that is a very odd word. I don't know. I never even thought of the word shame. Mm -hmm. And that's so crazy because that's all I was is in shame because I was lying in bed depressed. And I went to the internet, not the internet. We didn't have internet in 2000. We went to the library. (laughs) No, those days. (laughs) That was way far along. So the only book I could find was Bradshaw's book. Mm -hmm. And he said, shame is a sickness of the soul. And I went, hmm, that's very interesting. And so I looked at the signs of shame. You know, you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. You feel bad. uh, It had many, many, um, and my mind's going, well, that's how I feel. I don't feel any, I, I feel totally stupid. I'm unloved, unwanted. Nobody likes me. Uh, I can't do anything. And I'm going, I guess that's what they call shame. Mm. I mean, this, I mean, it's, but it's true. And your question is so good because people don't connect their feeling with shame. No, that is true. Because it's in the unconscious mind, and how would we want to think about it anyway? Because, oh, shame is a putrid word. It is a loaded word. Yeah, and to say to somebody, oh, I have shame, they go, oh, my God, you poor kid, you're terrible. Don't even talk to me. I mean, it was taboo. So it makes good sense that I didn't even have that in my conscious vocabulary. Because when someone said, what do you do about shame? And I went, gee, I don't know. I don't even know shame. And that's typical. (laughs) So eventually, my investigative mind was able to put things together. I had several spiritual experiences in my life. So I tended to get information that you don't find in books. And with that information, I was putting my life together (laughs) and learning that those words, shame, guilt, were really important. Because they compromised everything I had. I was depressed. I was anxious. I was guilt-ridden. I had no energy. And it was like a um, an aha moment. And so I was able to work with it. And also, I saw the shame guilt within my little children, inside mm. of me, my personality. And I just said, well, we don't want that because it's an ugly thing. We threw it out. And I kept on doing that naturally. That's why I said, what we're teaching, what you're talking about is really a natural process of talking to ourselves and helping ourselves get, um, ha- you know, um, self-worthy and getting rid of the shame guilt. Well, this took years, you know, to accomplish because I didn't have lowest 
talking to me. Do you know what I'm saying? There wasn't someone helping me. So yeah. I was in very virgin territory. But what happened was I was getting healthier. My whole body was healed. And of course, I had, you know, a very good healers working with my body to help support the emotional process I was going through. Mm -hmm. But I was gaining health. And the more work I did within myself, I got healthy. And so people came to me and said, Lois, how did you change? You know, you look so good now and you talk much different. You're out of bed. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I'm just getting rid of shame. I used shame and guilt at that time for my body and my emotions. And they said, can we do that? I said, well, I guess so. I'm just talking to myself. And so after they talked with me and I showed them what I was doing, they too got healthy in a quicker time because I now knew what process. Mm-hmm. And it's, then their friends and relatives came. Powerful. And that's how I became who I am. And so I had to think of a name to call me. And I said, I'm a shame guilt educator. And everybody says, you can't use the word shame because everybody's going to be upset with you. And they were right. I couldn't talk anywhere because I would only talk on shame and nobody wants to hear about it. And I said, but if you don't talk about it, then you're stuck with it. But that's what happens. We don't teach children um, how to deal with emotions. Um, so let's say a child is going and, and get tantrum. We say you, you can't be angry and we punish it rather than say, okay, well, this is the anger and this is how we deal with it. And then the child grows up, doesn't know how to deal with the anger, disassociate with, from those emotions. And then it grows up to an adult who either have angry tantrums or shuts down, dismiss those energies. And I think a lot of people still doesn't quite accept the energy is an ener- the, the emotions and an energy in motions. And if we do not process it, it gets stuck in of our course. body, causing havoc, lay it tear down the line. Yeah, and that's why I use the computer virus analogy because you don't see the computer virus, but boy, you see the effects. Oh, yeah. And so that's why I say shame, guilt is an energy. You don't see it. If you see my films, you can see it, but yeah. you usually don't see it. But look what it causes. Yeah, but it and causes so- havoc later down the line uh, with health problems. And we do like, oh, I don't understand. You know, I've got everything. And why do I feel so bad? Exactly. And they said, oh, just keep your mind happy and be positive. Well, that's an effort and you wear down after a while and you think, oh, my God, how bad am I? I do all these positive um, meditations and all these different words and I'm still feeling miserable. I must be hopeless. But they won't work if you don't deal with the unconscious emotions, whatever is going on in you, because we're trying to put a plaster Exactly. So or something that needs an operation. Yeah, that's why I am very vocal in saying it's shame, guilt, energy, so that the words wake you up because no one will speak that. Remember Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz? Mm. How she goes to the yellow brick road to go see the wizard? Yeah. She trembles. But Toto, her doggy, pulls the curtain back 
And what does Dorothy see? A little old man, bald and gray, with a big machine, smoking green smoke coming out of it. And that's what shame guilt is. It's an illusion. And I'm a toto. And I'm asking you to be a toto and pull the curtain back and just see shame guilt's just a puff of smoke. Mm -hmm. That you can say, go, gone. <laughs> it's, it's possible, but shame, guilt dissolves in detection. Mm -hmm. And so there's all kinds of um, ways we can work with shame, guilt, but the situation is awareness is the first thing. And mm -hmm. that your question is so great because most of us don't even put the word to our emotion. Like I'm tagging it. Like in clothes, they tag the price tag on this and you know what it is and how much it costs. I'm putting a tag on depression and anxiety and saying it's shame, guilt, it's shame, guilt, it's shame, guilt. And then finally you get the connection. And that's what we're trying to do here today is show how shame, guilt energy connects to our negative emotions. Hmm. That's what we have to achieve. And if we just get a visual or someone saying it, our mind is very smart and very creative. And we will start trying to figure that out ourselves. So therefore, eventually, I always say to people, can you just entertain me that this is possible? <laughs> just entertain me and see if it works for you. Mm. I'm not telling you what to believe, but I'm telling you there's a connection between shame, guilt, energy, and every emotion that gives you trouble. Right. And, and that, that was a fascinating explanation. Um, just one final question. So this podcast is titled You Can Be Unstoppable, because I really do believe we all can be an unstoppable beings because we were born unstoppable we just kind of lose that somewhere along the way because of the social conditioning that we receive so i want to know what are your three tips that you can give it to the audience in terms of how to build reclaim that unstoppable part of themselves shame guilt is not ours to own or to give but i would say that when you feel depressed when you feel angry, can you ask yourself, where's the shame and guilt in it? Look for it, because then you'll find it. And that's the connection that we need to make. And so when you feel that, give yourself questions. Say, could that be shame? Could that be guilt? And all of a sudden, your mind's going to go, yeah, that was when Freddie said this to me when I was 10 years old and then you made the connection and that's everything that's everything so that's what I would be people with because we're all going to feel depressed or anxious somewhere today and you know <laughs> just say where's the shame guilt in that I have been in that boat have felt depressed in the past not a fun place to be at all oh okay let me know <laughs> been there but you know I, I, I'm hoping not to be there ever again but you know life is life but, but we can be our own therapist our own coach because we are mm. oh absolutely we, I mean we have a conscious and we need some 
mediators. We need some mentors to help us to get there. And then once we learn the technique, then we can be, you know, helping ourselves because we are very smart. Is that shame guilt crashed in on us? Amazing. That was a really fascinating conversation. So thank you for coming. Thank you so very much for allowing this information to permeate. Absolutely. Certainly there's a completely different concept that I haven't heard um, up to you that. Won't, Met you. You, won't hear, <laughs> you won't hear it. That's sad. It, it's um, very sad that our society has been so infiltrated with the use of shame guilt, not the use of the words. That is true. I certainly agree with that 100%. Blessings to you. Anyway, I it was a pleasure to have you here and I see everyone next week. Thank you for listening. If you found value in this podcast, I would like to ask you to leave a positive review explaining how this episode helped you to improve your life. I ask you to do this because this will help all the people to improve their lives as well. Share and spread the love all around you. Raise your vibrations to improve your life. If you would like more transformational content like this, connect with me on Instagram. You can find the link in the description of this podcast and I'll see you over in the next episode.